we got one of the owners of Riff uh, Los Angeles. We got the homie Jeff on the podcast. You gonna say what episode number yeah. it is? Or? <laughs> this is episode 145. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. So thanks you know, for sitting in with us. You know, I've always wanted to talk somebody you know who has been a part of you know one of the sneaker. Uh, we consider one of the original sneaker consignment shops. You know, that's been able to like withstand you know a lot of changes when it comes into the sneaker culture uh, for many oh, years. Yeah. Uh, you know, just honestly, right off the bat, you know, how has, you know, Riff been able to just withstand, you know, the longevity, you know, within the sneaker culture? You know what I think it is, you know, we've been around since 2006. So a lot of our, you know, core customers and, you know, OG consignment sellers, you know, they've been with us since day one and they just till this day, they're still with us and, you know, just a lot of networking, just a lot of people just you know, referring us, and I feel like we're just like, you know, like that old diner in Los Angeles that you got to hit once you, you know, land in L.A. Oh, yeah. No, you I get did. what I'm saying? It's like Dodger Stadium, because we've been there for so long, it's like crazy. This time flies. No, I definitely think Riff has definitely established itself as one of those, like, tourist stops for sneakerheads. You know, you go to California, you got to go to Riff. Yeah, and there's so many shops now. You know, 2019, we got about 20 shops within 30 minutes from us. Yeah, it's crazy out there. How, so, yeah, in this whole situation, you know, when it comes to consignment shops and you know just sneaker shops in general, uh, how does how do you compete? Like, how does Riff, you know, compete with Flight Club and Flight Club compete with Riff? Like, how does it all, you know, map out? Like you said, there's so <laughs> many shops in the area. You know exactly. So how does it? I mean, it was like in the beginning, it was easy. It was like, bam, we opened in 2006. The only other shop was Fight Club, right? So it was like, bam, let's whatever we see online, we're undercutting every single price, <laughs> you know? Or yeah, pretty much. And if we had anything that was higher than Fight Club, we would lower it automatically and still just eat up the loss or break even. Oh wow! You know, so we kept pushing it out there, like. We're under Flight Club. We're always lower than Flight Club. You know, and on top of that, Flight Club's been taking 20% since day one. Right. We've been 15%. So that small 5% margin, you know, makes a difference when you're selling, you know, a few hundred pairs of shoes. Right. Thousand pairs of shoes. You know, so right there, people, you know, were going to us. But I see a lot of new shops now. They're, you know, they're changing their percentage to match ours, like 15%. Some even, I think, 10% I've heard. Oh, really? You I've know? seen some of that stuff at, like, the places that really don't have a physical location, but they go to, like, sneaker cons and stuff like that. You know, they'll have the sign yeah. up or whatever that says, we do 90-10 or 85-15. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I haven't been to any of the sneaker shows recently. I've never been to a sneaker con. Oh really? You guys really? don't need you yeah. guys don't need to go. Flight Club doesn't go either. You know what I mean? The two the two heavyweights in the game don't need to do that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I agree. I feel like we don't need to do it. Like back in the days, if it, if it was back in the days, definitely. You know, we'll be the first ones over there. And I feel like we don't need to, you know, be out there and the game is changed so much that now you it, you know people make it seem like you got to go viral or you got to have a gimmick. Or you got to have right. certain characters in your business now to, you know, catch people's attention. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, ab absolutely. Would you turn the mics down? Like how we came up with, you know, we came up, like, working hard, putting in 
12 hour days photoshopping the shoes ourselves with our hands you know <laughs> you know like really like going out there and buying shoes and using you know i'm going to emphasize our own money to buy the shoes you know because there's a lot of shops right. shops they're getting bought out left and right you know investors coming in here's a million go buy whatever you want let's make money you know it's so easy for people these days and trust me we've had some big people approach us about getting bought out or merging, right. you know, all that stuff. So what, what makes a decision? So like on a decision like that, you know, obviously we're going to ask the question of like the last few weeks, but um, what makes you guys make that decision on we're not going to merge or we're not going to sell or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, it's funny as it sounds, you know, like I, like me personally, I grew up selling, I dropped out of school at 19. You know, me and my wife now, we have three kids. We, you know, the day of our finals at college, we dropped out just like, we we dropped out that day to go pick up some what the dunks. <laughs> you know, like, literally, we were the only people that knew where the what the dunks were coming out at, and we're like, you know what, it's either we go in, go take our finals, or we say, fuck it, and let's go get the shoes. You know, and then... I don't know if you follow us. We got three kids now. Oh, of course. You know we're good. We're still together. We're not divorced or anything. <laughs> but yeah, like I've like lived and breathed shoes, like selling shoes, pretty much my whole life. And same as my partner, like we, you know, as corny as it like sounds corny, but we really like grew up on shoes and we love shoes and we've met so many people through shoes. You know, it's never been about the money. Like, oh yeah. Look how much I spent. Look how much I spent. Right. Look what expensive shoe I got today. Look, look how much we. You know, it's nowadays right. it's about how much people spend and how much people got on their feet. Low, where low, low it's like, key. do you really appreciate this this sneaker culture? <laughs> you know, low key. Like I, low key, ahead. low key. It sounds like you're talking about somebody specific. Uh, I mean, you can. <laughs> I know so. The thing is, I know so many people, and I feel like I know more things about these people than they think I know. Right. You know, but I'm never going to put people's stuff out there. Of course not. You know, obviously, we got a ton of competition, and obviously, you know, I've met a lot of them. Some of them, I respect, you know, I respect all of them. You know, some of them I don't agree with, but I'll still say hi and show respect, and I'm not going to, you know, badmouth anybody, because at the end of the day, no one's going to. Uh, 100% agree with each other oh, on no. everything. Yeah, we definitely deal with that. You know I mean? Obviously, being a but there's culture, but you know there's culture vultures. <laughs> there's rich people that get bored and they're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm rich. I'm gonna get into the shoe game. You know? Yeah. So I've seen everything. So uh, how but, difficult? How difficult right? is it to actually run a consignment shop? Like, what are like some of the hurdles that you actually run into? <clears throat> I mean, we've had man. I think first three years we were doing. We were making like zero a day. Oh, you know, right. we'd call it. Yeah, we'd be like uh, another donut. Donut means like zero. It's like we made nothing. <laughs> Do you feel me? Right. And I remember myself just working every single day with no day off for like three years straight. You know, and then we didn't have any. You know, we didn't really have enough money to hire people. So, you know, sometimes when you have a business, you got those people that come by, and you know they come by daily. And they just hang out, talk shoes. It's like, hey, why don't, hey, 
want to just like helping out for free? <laughs> you know, we'll give you a shirt or something. <clears throat> so, so yeah, that's how that's how a lot of our work is. Like we just met. We've never said, "Hey, put your resumes in." It was always like, "I we met. You know, we meet all these people through the store. They become friends. You know what? Why don't you help us out? You know, stuff like that." We've, we've never, heard. Yeah, we've heard. When we get a resume, I'll be honest. We get people giving us resumes till this day, and I tell people file it. You know, file it. And <laughs> when I when they when I say file it, they put it straight in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest because if you shouldn't like if you got a degree, you should you shouldn't be uh, trying to work for you know a shoe store, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless you're trying to work high up in like StockX or Foot Locker or something, you know. Right. So. I, mean, I guess I'll go ahead and just get to that question then. So how did it feel when the stock X's and the goats and stuff began to pop up and ultimately begin to like dominate the market, you know, that you guys are one of the like cultivators in? Yeah. You know, it's crazy. I sat with uh, Josh Luber probably years before he had stock X. Like I think it was, he was barely coming up with the name campless way yep. back. I remember. Yeah, Josh Luber, he's, so, he's super cool. Like, people like to judge him and this and that. But if you actually meet him, he, this guy's a genius. And, you know, he's a family man. He's, he's a good guy. He's not. He doesn't come off as negative at all. But, yeah, he was telling us, like, we sat literally. There's a pink, there's a yogurt spot right next to our shop. We sat outside with Josh. And he was telling us everything. And in our head, the whole time, we were like, because I have a partner, Ed, and we were like, I don't, in our head, we're like, I don't think it would work because what about when it comes down to yellow league and, right. you know, how old shoes get and stuff like that, you know? But right. then look at it now, it's, it's crazy. We, like, we actually talked about, a monster. We, one of my buddies uh, works for, well, he used to work for uh, Amazon, now he works for Snapchat. So we had some conversations with him years back, <clears throat> we'll say like, 2012 something like that 2013 maybe to have an, an idea similar to to StockX but the concern was always number 1 you're responsible legit for checking. yeah you're responsible for legit checking and then you how do you do the shipping stuff like you charge both parties for shipping because socks you know StockX and and Goat both started out doing that and now they're doing free for the seller you know what i mean so it's it, there's definitely exactly. a lot of stuff to think about yeah, I mean, tell them to give us a call and you know, we can merge or something. So we so, can help each other out. So you guys are now interested in something like that, then? I mean, it's like we've always been down to sit down with people and see what they're trying to talk about or see what we can possibly do. And you know, if things don't fall through or we get too busy on our end, they get too busy on their end. But me and my partner, we're open to sitting because I feel like. If we find that perfect match, we can definitely help them make, you know, a stupid amount of money. You know, in my like, money's not everything to me. To be honest, it's if I could be in this type of business forever, then I would. But it's looking like apps are slowly gonna fully take over, and they're gonna start doing same day shipping some way somehow. And you know, what's gonna happen to shops like us? <laughs> right. I mean, you guys. Tell me it's like. Same day would be crazy. I mean, because you're talking about somebody's yeah, got to review, fine. right? <laughs> right. But I mean, someone's got to have the product in hand to review, unless they're doing like, you know, they have one in stock 
goat and they'll use that one. Yeah, goat does that now. Yeah, but you're but if you do that, you're trusting that the shoe you're getting in is real because you're replacing a real shoe that you know is real with something the customer's sending you. So, you there? Go in StockX. They'll never be perfect. They're always going to run into issues. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So then you never but had. We use, so, so we use StockX more than anyone. Like we use StockX to buy a ton of things. <laughs> oh, oh, see, okay, that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask: Do shops, you know, like Riff, like buy or even sell on stuff like StockX? Oh no, we're we're buying every day on StockX. Easy. Oh really? Easily. There's stuff you can buy there right now. Wait six months and. Damn, you can double your money. I believe That's why, it. Like StockX is dope because you know people, you know, can go on it, and if they can learn how to do the whole, you know, stock trading thing, then damn, you can make money, a lot of money. So then, do you guys? You're also- basically just using it for inventory purposes, right? I mean, we get a ton of inventory, but there's, you know, sometimes there's that one thing or two things that that we're like, you know what, this shoe's gonna go up in six months. Let's buy. Gotcha. 20 pairs, 40 pairs, 50 pairs. How are you able to gauge that? Like, I feel like that's, you know, and and as as crazy as it sounds, I feel like it's an actual art, like, when it comes to sneakers. I was listening to somebody else on a podcast today, and they were saying how it's crazy how sneakerheads have this keen eye for being able to uh, notice fakes and stuff like that. So, like... I feel mm-hmm. like it's an art for like an owner like you to have a shop and say, you know what, I see something and I know it's going to go up in six months. What is the gauge for that? Like, how are you able to like figure that out? You, you kind of just have to be like, you got to look at the shoe and be. Honestly, it's not that hard. You know, like Jordan ones always go up. Period. Oh, of course. You know, damn, you got a shoe. You got a Jordan that Travis Travis Scott has his own Jordan. That shoe, no matter what, is going to go up. Thing is, like, since we're in, like, I'm in the shop a lot, and I'm on the internet a lot. There's kid, like, once you see people like asking for a specific shoe, like, 20 times a day, like, they're demanding for it. Like, damn, and we don't have it. That just means the demand's going higher and higher and higher. So Travis Scott's is a perfect shoe. Like, they were on StockX hitting only like 250, 275. You'll be lucky to get a pair for like 400 dollars right now. And see, that's the, so like when you, I feel like the ones that you're talking about now, those are already hard to get or very high to get right now. Me and George and I, when we talk on the podcast, we talk about size eight and Jordan ones seem to be going through. Yeah, the roof. you know what it is? It's the Chinese people. All them people, all them Chinese people got small feet. <laughs> We're and trying to figure you know, it Chinese out. money, Chinese money is like endless. Once you have Chinese money, it's like nonstop. See, we were. Uh, we didn't know yeah, if it was ahead. like we didn't know if it was women or girls that are like newly getting into the game. I didn't know what it was. Nah, it's Chinese people. Trust me, and they'll go. They'll they'll be they'll they'll be a size eight, but they'll go all the way down to a seven to a nine. So that and that's a lot of that stuff is leaving the country too, right? Like, I, because exactly from what I've heard, a lot of the Supreme things recently, like the the um, suitcase thing. Right, small. Well, well, yeah. Not only the clothing, but like the the Remova suitcase, oh, people yeah, were paying yeah, yeah, resale yeah. here, but still able to make like even greater resale dollar in China. Yeah, I, like honestly, like buy it for like China four. China wasn't around, we'd be dead. <laughs> you know, the whole sneaker market would be dead because you know I grew up going to Japan a lot, 
you know, buying a lot of sneakers and reselling. But now the only re the only reason why the whole sneaker market out there is alive is because the whole, you know, all the Chinese people coming out there, like tourism and all that. Hmm. See, that's a you know, yeah, my buddies, yeah, they were they own uh, a store called Worm out there, and you know, most of the people lining up to like their store, like Supreme and all that, or at most, are mostly Chinese people. So how difficult it is? So then, explain like Riff in the Philippines, right? Yeah, we did a little pop about that, but you know, it's crazy. We just recently made it permanent. We're like, you know what, our our my good friend out there, uh, DJ Thick Boy Change, crazy collect. I don't know if you guys follow him. Oh, uh, I think we do. But he's, yeah, he's insane. He lo- he collects art and all that, and he loves shoes. So he has a little plaza out there, and he built this little store in the front. And he pretty much said, you, get, you know, if you guys are down, let's keep it. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, we uh, actually, you know, we just had, you know, a listener send us a bunch of uh, Philippine snacks. You know, she saw us on the podcast eating Doritos. So she sent us. A, oh, nice. Yeah, so she just, so we actually have them right here. She sent a bunch of, like, crispy squid. And, you know, I can't even pronounce a lot That's of these. Funny. But I'm definitely about to get, <laughs> get in on these. Um so, you know, another question that I had is, like, you know, you talked about Jordans and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, that was that whole wave with Ultra Boost and Boost. Is, like, how has it become difficult to get rid of Boost or Yeezys or, um, like, has it has it been difficult to get rid of them in a consignment shop considering that it doesn't seem very difficult to get them for retail right now? I mean, I feel like, like, the kids nowadays, the like, you know, they're all on, like, what's hype and what's, you know, what's the current fad or, you know, what's hot. If that's not hot, they're jumping on to the next thing. They're not, you know, diehard Ultra Boost fans like they said they were, you know, in the beginning. You know, I've never even tried a pair of Ultra Boost, but we were selling those, like, hotcakes. Like, they were Yeezys, like, like, like yeah, with the Yeezys as well. You know, it's crazy because, like, Yeezys out here are dead, but... So we've been sending a lot of, like, 90% of our stock to philippines and asia because it's selling out there because you know obviously it's slowed down here because kanye was ranting and people don't really agree <laughs> with them and he's, you know he's looking all funny on twitter but people in asia they don't even see that stuff they don't even know what he's talked about you know right, so right, they right. keep buying that stuff it's crazy but you know what? i guess that means yeah, now people are on jordan's right yes jordan, jordan because of travis and i guess that uh i guess that makes a lot of sense because you know overseas you know, we see somebody here in America that, you know, a, a specific group of people, I don't want to say idolize, but a lot of people like Kanye. Overseas, they could, yeah, they yeah. could care less. Mm-hmm. They could care less overseas if he stands hand in hand with, oh, you yeah. know, Trump. So they're like, we don't care about it's Trump. It's strictly fashion. It's, yeah, it's strictly, like, fashion and all that and Kardashian vibes, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. So how do you guys, you know, you know, I definitely remember, you know, I, the first time I went in the Riff, going in the Riff was... I think the first time I saw, you know, certain sneakers that, you know, we only saw on the Internet, never seen in person. And that was my first opportunity to see certain things. What happens to sneakers Mm -hmm. like that, that you guys, do you guys always be able to sell those or what happened? Or do they just become staples in the store for customers to come and look at? You know, it's great. I used to say, like, you know what, every single shop we got to, you know, keep a handful of rare sneakers, you know, I can't do that. You know, people come in and be like, whoa, I never thought I'd see these in person, you know, like what you said. But just recently, I've been letting go some of them, you know, a lot of the player exclusives, 
a lot of originals and all that. I just don't want to get stuck later with them. So you, you know, like PEs are PEs. Uh, I don't know. PEs kind of slowed down. You still got those crazy PE collectors, but it. I don't think it's as crazy. Right. You know, not like before. Well, I mean, that's what we were saying. I was saying like a long a few episodes back. I was like, man, I just remember when the athlete was, you know, who you looked up to when it came to sneakers, and now it's a celebrity. So now, when you see, you crazy, know, Jordan, right? when you see Jordan Brand or anybody else finally release any PEs, no one really cares about it anymore. I remember back in the day, if you had a PE, like it was, it was crazy. Like, yo, you gotta, yeah. And and back then, the player really didn't even matter. I mean, you see people walking around with Derek Anderson or Jarrett Jeffrey, yeah. you know, Jordan Fives. And yeah, you know, like still got some of those. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So like now it's like, man, you want the Travis Scotts, and I was kind of saying that it seemed like Jordan Brand has given the keys to to Travis Scott. I mean, you have him out here with his. Oh own. yeah, definitely, definitely. I I have some really good friends at Nike, Jordan, and all that. I told them a long time ago, it was like, you you guys one day want to get Kanye back? You don't need him. Go get Travis. You know, straight up. Like he's the next. You know, he's the next person that's going to, like, influence the masses and all that. You know, Travis Scott, he's, you know, he's, like, um, he's, he loves shoes. The people in his camp love shoes as well. So, I don't know. It's crazy. When he comes out, he, he really loves shoes. He's not, like, all, you know, bougie and stuff and having a stylistic anything. It's right. just him, like, if he likes it, he's grabbing it. So then you say, you know, you know a lot of people with Nike and Jordan Brand or whatever. Do they, I've always wanted to know, do they, any of them actually care about shops that resell their sneakers? I mean, I think they, they have to, I think they kind of have to try, they have, they have to kind of put it out there like they do care, you know, right. because of the retailers. Because they don't, you know, the last thing they want is retailers selling this stuff straight on StockX right. or on eBay or to that famous Instagram reseller. So, yeah, they do have to put it, you know, put it out there. And I, personally, I think they don't give a fuck. Right. You know? I mean, we, we feel the same yeah, way. Like, yeah, like, stores like us, like, we're resellers, but right. we're the same stores that are getting these shoes on. Travis Scott, Kendrick Lamar, you know, right. Jay Cole, like, we're getting these shoes on some of your top athletes as well you know so that's why i think they can't knock the hustle it's it's a balance you can't live without it so oh no you can't i mean like you know and like you said i think they have to you know at least act like they care but you guys you know the consignment shop and the shops that have always had these very difficult sneakers to obtain they they keep us into it i mean i'm sorry like you know, one of the dopest exactly. things. One of the dopest things about being a part of the sneaker culture is like you can still walk down the street and something fly, and you're going to get somebody's attention. Like there's oh, a yeah, definitely. there's a lot of people that will tell you, oh, you know, I I just love sneakers. I don't care what other people think. It's a lie. Like you want to look fly. You want to look dope. Like you, you want to be different. You want to stick out. Of course. That's like how it is. I mean, if you made the decision to like drop out of school for what the dunks, I mean, come on, like. Yeah, it was a no-brainer. I came out with a like no seven brainer. pairs with my wife. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what, uh, what neighborhood was it? I don't, I'm not going to ask you to say what skate shop it was, but what neighborhood was it in? Uh, so it was, um, what was the thing called? It was a film. They, were, they, uh, they had a little party called Nothing Was the Same, I think it was called. 
Mm. Nothing was the same. They had a party, and the DJ said, the DJ named one store that was getting them. I think I forgot what the skate shop was called. But I had a, bu- a buddy that worked for Nike SB, and he was like, yo, like, I know the shops. Here are the, here are the five of the shops getting them. <laughs> nobody knows. That's how they wanted to do it. They wanted nobody to know. You had to randomly walk in and, whoa, these are here. And my buddy at Nike SB, I'm not going to say his name, obviously. Right, He'll right. probably listen to this. <laughs> but he told me those five shops, and me and my lady just went there, bought like seven pairs. Uh, I can name a few of them. Uh, Union was one of them. Union LA. Uh, of course. Uh, yeah. Brooklyn Projects. Supreme. <laughs> uh, Jacks. I forget. There's a few others, but yeah, I sold all those shoes within two weeks for 2000 a pot. Oh, good and I bought myself God. a little car, bought myself a camera and a laptop, <laughs> and I just went on reselling, <laughs> you know? Nothing wrong with that. I've actually been in, in uh, BP when Dom was in there. I said what's up to him. and um, Oh, yeah, super nice guy. I, I don't, that guy, that guy yeah, loves absolutely. the culture. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, not only SB culture, all sneaker culture, you know what I mean? He, That guy has got a... Uh, He'd actually, I don't, I'm surprised I haven't thought about that, but it'd be interesting to get him on the show because uh, of what, he, you know, working for MTV and all the stuff he's been involved with, all the people he knows and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I was in there one time yeah, and he yeah, was in yeah. there. Cool guy. I got my, my buddies real close with them. I can um, see if I can connect you guys. Connect you guys cool. For oh, sure. That'd be dope. Uh, yeah, 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 have you sure. guys ever, like, you know, considered, I mean, because it just seems like it's just the internet age right now. That's all it is. Have you guys considered closing up the actual you know, physical store. <laughs> um, I mean, like in terms of like, like and just going like all online issues or yeah, just going all online. Uh, you know what? And now that never crossed my mind oh, really? ever. Like, yeah. Number one thing is like, I love me. Like I've met so many dope people, you know? Right, like online is cool because it's so easy to click, click, ship, and it's at your house. But you know, it's about the experience. Like even just even getting you know parking and walking around the neighborhood and going into the physical shop and talking to people and seeing other people. You know, I feel like I, yeah, I can't totally ever just be online. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I, like we said, you know, Riff is, you know, it's a tourist spot. You know, you want to come in, you want to be a part of it. I mean, who doesn't want to walk out with a bag from Riff? Whether you know you bought, a, yeah, whether you bought a exactly. pair of, you know, undefeated fours, or you walked out with just a Riff T-shirt. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, somebody, somebody. Like it's crazy because there's stuff. so many, there's so many shops now, and there's so many shops like all over the world. You know, then we people always ask us like, what separates you from these shops? You know. Not just like we've been one of the first ones that opened, and you know we're a lot older now than probably most of the other owners, you know. But um, I always tell people like the, one of the main things is like we have history in our shop, right? You know, we have a ton of history. Like people don't know. Like we'll tell people ton of stories of that what you know what went on in the shop. You know, people don't know like Kendrick Lamar shot a music video in the shop called Michael Jordan. Oh really? You know, have you guys seen that one? No. Yeah. What was this? Yeah, Ken, yeah, look it up. Michael K, Jordan. K dot um, Lamar. K dot Kenny. Yeah, uh Kendrick Lamar. Well, I know, but back when yeah. he was K dot or so, something more recent. Yeah, K dot, yeah. <laughs> K dot. <laughs> yeah, see like Yeah, so it's crazy because I would 
like Kendrick, I would give him. Well, I met Schoolboy Q first, and Schoolboy Q introduced me to Kendrick, Absol, and J Rock, and even Top Dog and Ali, mixed by Ali. And back in those days, like 2000, I would say it was like 2010. But when I met them, like they were always like dope rappers, like you know, like really good. Right, right. You know. But then if you've seen them, like, what they're wearing, it's, you'll be like, oh, okay, they're not nothing special. <laughs> da, 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 da. Right. So I gave, like, if you guys look it up, um, I gave, um, how did I, okay, that's how it went. Okay, I met Schoolboy Q because he sold me his shoe collection. Oh, okay. So he had a nice Nike SB shoe collection that he got back in the days, and he sold it to me just so he can... I don't know what he was going through, but he needed money for a lawyer or something, oh, you know. Weird. And then after that, I helped him out, and that's where he introduced me to Kendrick and all them. And when I met all them, I would um, always hook them up with shoes, like Jordans, Nikes, Jordans, nothing else. And they would rock it in music videos, you know. They right. would rock um, Kendrick. I gave him some Jordan 9s. He rocked it in the video with Absol called Turn Me Up. People should look this up. Because this is early, early sneakerhead culture, you know, finally hitting, you know, the internet. So Turn Me Up by Absol, uh, Kendrick's rocking a Riff LA shirt, and uh, Jordan 9's white and black. Oh, so that's crazy. So look that up. And then um, it's crazy because, like, when we used to watch Kendrick, there would only be, like, 20 people, you know, watching them. Right. You know? And then I think once they came out with that Michael Jordan video... His next show in LA was sold out, and every, I'm not even lying, everybody in the crowd was rocking Jordans. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Bro, I'm not even kidding. I looked up, I, I was on the floor, and I looked up, and I saw Kendrick's dad watching Kendrick, and he happened to be wearing some Jordan 12 uh, fusions I gave him for free. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because Kendrick was like, hey, Joe, you think my dad can. Yeah, I can get my dad a pair of shoes for his birthday, and yeah, I just gave him a pair. But it's crazy, like crazy. you still have a, and like, all the sneaker blocks started posting them all, and that's how it is. Like once one sneaker block posts you, then it just starts like you know, like a snowball effect. You know, crazy. And, and I'm know, watching a video right now, and I don't, this, I don't. This is posted on YouTube, yeah, 2010. Yeah, and I don't. What's that again? I was say this is post whatever. I don't know if this is the official video or not, but this was posted in 2010. Which, you know, just tells you how long ago it was in terms of his career. Oh, yeah. I let Kendrick borrow a Bulls jacket in there that I still got. And Schoolboy <laughs> Q, I let him borrow an old school Michael Jordan shirt. So I used to go thrift shopping at um, the Pasadena Rose Bowl way back. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's still and a Now thing, people man. are like, uh, everyone's going there now, so I don't even go there no more. I look on, I look <laughs> on Instagram, and every week I see a lot of people there. And stuff there has gotten high. Yeah. Like stuff there is expensive now. It's not even a thrift shop. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a, uh, exactly. I, it's funny because I used to work at the Pasadena Rose Bowl making hot dogs and French fries. Because our uh, our high school cheerleaders would always, you know, go there every week, and they get to choose one person to work with them, and they would give you sixty dollars. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, cool, I'll go. No, no, no. So band every second Sunday, they'd have the Rose Bowl. And, bro, I'm not even lying to you. I'd get every single Jordan, original Jordan, for, like, $80 to 120 bucks. <laughs> wow. Man, stuff like that there now. Yeah. I mean, the that 
thrift now is almost a luxury shop now. It's almost a luxury thrift shop now. Uh, I don't even think about going there no more. It's like, not worth it. Uh, so, you know, one thing I did want to ask you was, you know, how did you feel about, you know, the Foot Locker GOAT deal that went down? Um, do you foresee I mean, that? Being, yeah. Is that a good thing go ahead, or a bad ahead. thing? Like, we don't know. Like, you know, a lot of people, when you when you see stuff like that on the Internet, sneakerheads might be the, some of the biggest conspiracy theories on Earth. Like, you know, you see stuff like that and sneakerheads start coming up with their own, you know, theories and their own everything. And you being in the culture as long as you have been, you know, I definitely wanted to get your opinion on what you thought or think about that situation. Um, I mean, you know, Foot Locker, they've been trying their hardest to get that niche and look cool, you know, right. like House of Hoops, you know, or right. Sneaker Lounge and stuff like that. Or, I don't know. I thought they were doing good with that whole HOH thing, right? Mm-hmm. House right. of Hoops thing. I don't know. That's, Nike basketball never really, 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 really took off, so I think it was bad timing. But I don't know. When I woke up and I heard that, my lady was like, God damn, what are you to get that check? <laughs> you know? Right. But I think, I don't know what, I don't know what they plan on doing. So Foot Locker put in 100 mil into GOAT, a.k.a. Flight Club. So now it's like a triple collabo. Right. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is you got a Foot Locker in every damn mall in, in the U.S. I could picture every damn mall having a GOAT store. Or a flight club. Go flight club. I don't know what names they're going to run with later, but I can picture it. I've never thought I'd see the day where there'll be consignment shops or, you know, shops like us popping up in every single mall. So then. And I think that's the next thing that's going to happen, like, by next year. So is this something that you worry about being an owner, or is it, you know. Yeah, I kind of do. Because you already know whatever hits the mall dies. Right. You get what I'm saying? Because it becomes too mainstream, too accessible. It's not special. It lost its niche. You know, I've always been the whole, I've always been against the mom, like, fuck the mom, support small, you know, mom and pop shop. Right. You know, like, I feel like, you know, we're going against these big, I don't know, like these big corporations now. It's crazy. Like, we're about to go against Foot Locker. We're about to go against... I don't know. There's a lot of things happening that you guys have. I don't even think you guys know yet. No, but I'm no. not even allowed to say yet. Oh, <laughs> no. I, was, I was trying to say, feel free to share. Um, yeah, I wish I could, but the mall thing is, I, I can picture that happening well, pretty soon. Early on when we first started the podcast, I used to always talk about this was, um, you know, back in New York when Fat Joe opened his shop and, you know, the kids and all that. And I remember one of the things that, like, you know, New York and stuff like that, is, and California, you know, is synonymous for is having the mom and pop shops, you know. And it was always mm-hmm. like, it was always dope that like, you know, you knew about the few mom and pop shops that did get Jordans or they got like stuff that not everybody knew about. Yeah. But I said, mm-hmm. I always said that it was something about like Kith. Kith in New York is now is like a tourist spot. You want to go to Kith, exactly. you want to walk out of Kith, you want to take a picture in Kith, you want to do something Kith. That's just what it is. But those places yeah. that have that pool, that have that leverage, that have that social media following, that have that everything, they're pushing these mom and pops out of existence. Like Ari- yeah, that sucks. Arizona right now. Yeah. Arizona, Arizona right now, like we at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show, and you know, you don't have to say anything about it if you don't want to, but Arizona, we have right now, we have an undefeated and we have a boutique called Manor. 
we had a few consignment shops, you know, obviously pound for pound. And, you know, we had like Ben Hathos. We had a few shops. And there's a few other ones forever on top that just opened. Um, but it feels uh, Ben Hathos closed down? Uh, I don't know. If they still have like Instagram presence, but the, the physical store is gone from what we understand. Yeah. So okay. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But, you know, it's hard to maintain that presence as a small boutique. Now, Arizona sneaker culture is nothing like California, New York, anywhere else. But, um, you know, stuff like that, you know, like a GOAT and Full Locker merger, I worry that it's going to push away the original places like Riff and, you know, stuff like that. Out oh, of the it way. is. No, nah, it is for sure. Well, it's like gentrifying. You're gentrifying the sneaker culture now. <laughs> right. So then what, what happens in situations like that? Do you, like, prepare for a plan B or do you guys work on new marketing plans? Like, I'm going to – I might have to call Finish Line or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That'd you know, dope. I gotta we gotta go find somebody or Hollister or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, or Amazon. I don't care. I don't even mess with Walmart. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it seems like everyone has to do. You gotta fight fire with fire. You know. Um, yeah, if you guys only see how it really is, man, it's this game is so cutthroat. So many fake smiles and fake handshakes, and there's a lot of greed in this business. You know. Is it? It sucks. Cause go ahead. Would you recommend people? You know, like I said, we have a shop at Hickok Forever on top, and they had plans to open up a long time ago, and they're just kind of getting under the, you know, getting their feet under them, and they just opened up. Um, would you recommend people getting into the consignment sneaker shop game this late? I mean, in. If you can open it in a specific, you know, in certain areas, yeah, don't open out in L.A. because it's saturated on you. Right. You know, if, if if you really, if you're really passionate about it, you know, why not? And you have a crazy game plan, then why not, you know? But there's a lot of people that try to get into this business and, you know, they're going to, they only put in like half, you know, put in 50% of the effort. You know, you got to literally... As corny as it sounds, sacrifice everything, you know, like right. everything. You got to figure out how to keep that baby open, yeah. you know, because trust me, when we when we hit zero, when we're doing zeros, I'm like, damn, what are we going to do? Because at that time, we were only selling brand new shoes, doing confinement. And I was like, you know what? We need to start making riff shirts, like, you know, our own shirts. Mm -hmm. So I bought a screen printer on Craigslist and started making riff shirts. And back in those days, too, nobody was selling used shoes, not one store. And I was like, you know what? Let's sell used shoes. I still have a picture where I had 12 pairs 12 pair of used shoes on the wall for sale. I said, all right, this is the start. <laughs> and damn, I, I'm not even lying. A year later, we started selling $100,000 worth of used shoes a, a month. Oh, Easy. God. Yeah. So I mean, in... You know, Jason Mark opened across the street from us. Right. You know, they, yeah, I told him to open across the street from us pretty much. Do shops it like that sense. do good? Let's say that again. Like, Jason Mark, is, is is this strictly a cleaner shop? Like, it's strictly cleaning? Yeah, so they're strictly cleaning, but they got, you know, they sell their own shirts and oh, okay. they sell a lot of other things. But yeah, Jason Mark's super cool. I met that guy, like, randomly at a sneaker shop, and he went up to me one day and was like, I didn't know him. He was like, hey, I was like a little kid too. And he was like, hey, what do you, hey, can I, can you have one second? Hey, what do you, he had like a white plain box with like a 
an empty bottle. And he was like, hey, what do you think about me doing a sneaker cleaning, sneaker cleaner for sneakerheads? I was like, <laughs> you're, and I was like, dude, you're a genius. Because you know what he said? He said, a sneaker cleaner for sneakerheads. He niched it right there. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's not just a sneaker cleaner. It's, bam, focus on sneakerheads. And he blew up. That guy's killing it. Like, I wish I knew. He's in, like, over a couple hundred Nordstroms. Oh, yeah. You know what? You they know? do sell Jason Mark in Nordstroms. That's right. Bro, like, people, someone got to do a 30 for 30 Jason Mark. <laughs> that guy, bro, I'm not even lying. That guy is killing it. And thank God. Like, I we had I had a meeting with him uh, before he had the shop. You know, same place I had a meeting with Josh Luger at the yogurt spot right next to us. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, Jeff, what do you think about this idea of me opening opening like a like a sneaker cleaning spot?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." And then he's all, "But I don't know where to open it yet." And I was like, and I pointed right across the street, and he did it. <laughs> that was great. Yo, you sound like you. Uh, and, bro, you sound like you sound like you. Ahead. It sound like you started a lot of stuff. You started Riff, StockX. You started Jason Mart. <laughs> you need a cut. Nah. You need a cut, fam. He's got more than one store in LA, though, doesn't he? Doesn't he have one in West Hollywood or somewhere nah, or Fairfax he, or something? He only has he only has one. Oh, okay. I thought he had one on Fairfax or or West Hollywood or something like that. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I, there was one other thing I was going to add. Um, so other than taking new shoes, we were the first shop to start selling Supreme, like Supreme uh, okay. and Bape and. Like, we even had undefeated tees and Stussy shirts and all that. There was no other shop to doing it, you know, back in the days. And then, like, we literally had one rack of Supreme and all that stuff in the back and, like, hats and all that. That eventually it ran out of room, so we had to open a separate store that sold pretty much predominantly Supreme and Bape, you know, and all that. But yeah, it's crazy now. And, All the shops now, it's like you gotta sell shoes and you gotta sell Supreme now. Is that and just you gotta a, sell base. Is that a Riff Apparel store? I, I guess I didn't know about that one. Yeah, so one door down, we opened that shop six years ago. Okay. And that's where we take in Supreme and Babe and all that. So gotcha. pretty much brands that you can't find in the mall. That was our that was the whole thing we were pushing back in the days. Like fuck the mall, support. You know, right. you don't want the same stuff. That's in the mall, you know, stuff like that. But guess what? There's going to be shops popping up in the mall selling Supreme pretty soon. So, so has that market for crazy. Supreme? Has that market for Supreme died down a little bit? I feel like it was. It's, it's not moving as fast as it used to. Um, I mean, there was that time where there was that time where it was super killing it. You know, like a year or so back. Like, you couldn't hold on to anything. But now I think it kind of slowed down a little bit, you know, with the whole, like, them selling half of Supreme to LVMH and all that. That kind of, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I think what they did was raise the SKUs and they just, ma they started mass producing a lot of the stuff they came out with now. So obviously, if there's too much supply, you know, it doesn't meet the demand. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like even when I see... Uh, supreme for resale prices i still consider it affordable you know i don't you know there's like a limit that you're willing to pay on a supreme t-shirt and i'll see some you know going for you know 120 and i'm like oh that's not too bad because i can remember when they were going for 220 you know so man i was looking back at ourselves and 
that when we first when the first three years we didn't have one shirt that cost over two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh really? Now all those shirts that we're going for two hundred fifty dollars, they go for like fifteen hundred each. Jesus. How do you obtain yeah. you know, a lot of that, you know, product? Is it strictly from people? I mean, how much footwork or legwork do you guys put into it just individually? We uh footwork which we put no footwork at all. We, oh. So we've been in the we've been in the game so long that we're we just know a ton of people that's been in the game that you know they have collections and eventually they need somewhere to dump it. So a lot of them dumped it to us because nobody else was doing it. Right. So we had yeah we had a little little bit of leverage, but in terms of like we we've never gotten anything from Supreme you know like backdoor and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, people just got used to bringing us stuff like after the release they'll just drive over to us and bring it on over yeah no uh i definitely like you know out here uh one of the things too is like you know and going back to pound for pound i think you know a lot of the people out here because pound for pound when it first started it was like killing it out here like it was special you think so out here it okay it looked like that way it looked that way like it was special <laughs> yeah. it looked that way and i think we kind of realized that there were people involved who didn't understand like business you know uh-huh. And also, I think it was a lot of people who worked there or ran it who couldn't separate themselves, like separate their love for sneakers from the business. You know, I'm sure you guys get a lot of stuff that comes in that that you guys are like, yo, I want to keep that. But, you know, that it's more important to make that dollar to keep the business running than, you know, exactly for your own collection. Yeah, because you know? yeah, we got a lot of um, staff that loves just winning clubs you just got to create a system like you know what you can get two items a month and that's it and a lot of them are cool with it you know with me uh my partner so my partner me and my partner were like opposite he's he's putting something on the side every single day when something comes in yeah with me i'm not putting anything on the side i i got to the point where like i don't really fiend for it as much anymore Right. You know, like I don't care to have this or that anymore. You guys have kids, right? Yep, I I have three. I don't have any yet, uh, but I'm an old man, oh, okay. so. Okay, I got three kids. So yeah, once I had once I had my first kid, I so I don't know something happened. I just stopped wanting things. I don't think that's completely. a kid thing. I think that's an age thing because I I don't buy nearly as much of stuff as I used to. I mean, I buy more stuff yeah. these days that I resell than I keep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because I used to buy a pair of shoes every single day, one or two pairs. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> like that. But I didn't work in a sneaker shop, so and that's see, probably different. Well, and you know what, what's crazy is, is that, like you're saying, back then, you and your wife or girlfriend at the time were able to go get seven what the dunks. You know, a lot of the sneakers that are like retroing now. Back then, we didn't have the opportunity to get like Atmos elephants. So that stuff keeps retroing now. We're like jumping all over it to get our hands on it because yeah, back then yeah. we couldn't see you you already had all that stuff like you're done like it's almost like oh yeah exactly it's almost starting over yeah, for those, you yeah when those atmos elephant prints came out we actually we released 36 pairs and we sold them for like 220 a pot oh god i wish i had and then those duck camo like the duck camo mx 90s right. we got like 200 pairs of those god and you see, yeah, the, but see, we were the only shop to get them. Like, I, like we don't have an account or nothing, obviously. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was going to be one of my questions during the interview, and and you know, 
I don't want you, you know, you, <laughs> I don't want you to out yourself or whatever. But over the years, definitely, that's one of the things I noticed about um, the Rift social media or whatever is that you guys would have almost pre-orders or get, you know, um, a, a, a retail store allotment of, of some sneaker before, yeah. um, you know, release day. So, you know, obviously there's some kind of connection there and I don't want you to out anything, but of course. I always thought no, that was interesting. So just whatever you could talk about in regards to that. I mean, we, I don't know if you noticed, but we, yeah, we used to post like, oh yeah, we got 200 pairs of this or 200 yeah. pairs of that. We don't do that anymore just because of like you know, attention and we don't want, you know, we don't want right. people getting in trouble and stuff. Right, right, right. Because obviously almost 90% of stores probably backdoor. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I mean, they're going to get here. They're probably getting mad at me. No, 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 no. We've talked about it here before, you know, like from a standpoint of owning a retail store. It it would be impossible not to hold pairs for your friends or whatever the case may be. Like there's a store out here that was owned at least partially by Adrian Wilson, who used to play in the NFL for the Cardinals. And I can't imagine like the pressure that he had from all his teammates. You know what I mean? Like. If the biggest size you get is 13 or 14 and you only get two, how the hell you choose who you're going to give it to? And then you have nothing left for the public. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, Exactly. Yeah, a lot of these shops have friends and family and all that. But I you feel- know, like just today I just got, what was it, those new off-white Air Maxes that came out? Oh, the brown ones? Right. From last week? Yeah, exactly. So I got like 180 of each color. You said but 180? Gonna, yeah, I got 180 of each color. Eek. Oh, God. Yeah, but I'm not going to take out every single pair and go lay down and go take a picture. <laughs> I've, never done that. I've never done that. Like, I'm not going to pose in front of a ton of shoes. Like, I've never done that. Right, right. And, and, see, and see, you know what? You know what it is, is that we try to tell a lot of, like, the people who listen to the podcast, a lot of people that we see on social media doing that. It's like, you know, the people that are out here actually, you know, impacting the culture or making moves or like kind of pave the way for a lot of these other people to do so. They're not out here doing a lot of this goofy stuff on social media and things like that. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and I, there's a lot. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like it's like a certain amount of focus of like, you know, that you have to have. And, you know, like I said, Riff is one of the shops that paved the way for a lot of these people who just resell on the weekend out of the back of their trunk. You know, they don't realize it, you know. They think that it's their hustle, but it's not their hustle. It's an it's a hustle that started way back, way, way, way long time ago. You know? Yeah, that's well the, yeah, exactly. the, the other thing that people don't realize who only see it on social media or might be fairly new is all these guys who have 50, 60 pairs, a hundred pairs of shoes that they're putting on Instagram, ninety-nine percent chance they didn't pay retail for those. You know what I mean? They had to pay a middle price where they can still make something on it when they resell it for the final price. You know what I mean? Everyone thinks mm-hmm. that they, if you're getting a hundred pairs of Yeezys or whatever, you're getting them for retail. That's not necessarily the case or off white or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's something that people yeah. don't think about. They got to keep that in mind. So exactly. All right. So then the follow up question then, what are the, what are the mom and pop shops or whatever you're getting them from? What do they tell their customer or do their customer even know they're getting that shoe? Um, they just pretty much tell them it's sold out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It, 
Man, it's crazy. I'm gonna do a tell-all book one day. <laughs> Yo, you know what? There, you know, there's somebody else that we've interviewed. You know, I mean, we've interviewed. Uh, we've talked to um, uh, what's his name? JC from. Oh yeah, Urban Necessities. Urban man. Necessities, and he said that he was gonna write a book about you know whatever, and I don't think he ever did or whatever. But I would love like. The sneaker culture, like you said, when Jason Marks said that he wants to make a shoe cleaner for sneaker heads, like there should be some type of book like you're talking about for sneaker heads. Like I said, sneaker heads have the most conspiracies, the most stories, the most this and that ever. But nobody actually really knows anything except people like you, you know, people involved in it. We would love mm-hmm. to hear and know about stuff like that. So if you ever get the opportunity to write a book, write a book. You can, yeah, you let, me guys, know, let me know who can help me with that. <laughs> you guys have a relationship at all with um, Round 2 guys or Cool Kicks guys or Flight Club or any of those? You guys know each other or run in the same circles or <laughs> have like have like buddy-buddy handshake? I don't mean like do business together, but, you know, just like is there animosity between these companies? Um, because I mean, it's it I is mean, weird got, to me I that got, I got nothing. I got nothing against Fight Club because, yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't got nothing against Fight Club. I've always grew up knowing Fight Club's number one. Right. You know, Fight Club's always number one. Like on top of Stadium Goods, on top of everybody. I don't know what number we are. We might be like number seven or ten or something. It doesn't matter. Right. You know. But yeah, so not Fight at Club, all. Okay. Yeah, I've never had an issue with them. They're cool. Cool kicks. I it's cool. It's cool because on social media you can kind of see, you know, what direction these stores are trying to get get at or what inspiration. You know, you get to see it. Like we're witnessing. Okay, this is their gimmick or this is what they're running with. Gotcha. Oh, I don't. You know? And I respect you. Like that's cool. Like you want to do that. That's cool. Like I'm not gonna. Obviously, we we do our own thing. Right. You know. So I don't have nothing against cool kicks. Cool kicks is cool. Uh, who else was there? Soul Stage. Oh, that's right, Soul Stage too. Yes, I'm, I mean, shout out to Sam. Sam, Sam is cool for the most part. You know, I don't, I've never got into it with them. Anybody? I mean, with round two, I can. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, I let's say this. I used to follow. I used to follow one before, way before they were in LA. You know, where they were just like, right. you know, thrift shopping and picking up like crazy original Nikes and just vintage stuff. You feel me? Right. Like stuff like that. And when they opened out here, I thought they were going to do the same thing. But instead, they started like, hey, we're going to sell Supreme too. You know, gotcha. I'm not going to put no rules. Like, no, you're not allowed to sell Supreme. Right, right, right. It's you business, know, but, competitive. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's competitive, right? So. But in my thing is like, how can you sell something if you don't even really know about it? <laughs> you yeah. feel me? Like I'm not like my lady told me, why don't you put like a rack of vintage stuff in your shop? I'm like, because I don't want to clutter the game. Right. You know, I don't want to clutter. I don't want to mix. You know, mix things. It's like mixing opera with like rap and stuff. You feel me? But Man. yeah, so Sean can't like. There we uh so it's so hard to talk about it. <laughs> if you're not comfortable but talking about it, man, it's cool. I'm just pouring in front of the shop. Me and uh, Sean came by the shop. He's a cool guy. Don't get me wrong. People love him. He's cool. You know, 
he's just like he's he's a lot to take in. Yeah, not even you I didn't even mean saying? yeah, I didn't even mean it like uh on the surface or social media face or whatever. I just meant like do these cuz obviously you guys all these brands know they exist. I was just curious if the employees know it cuz I mean I know you guys have lost a couple employees to other stores. So I didn't know course, if, like yeah. buddies round running the two, same yeah. circle or round what, two, you know what uh, I mean? Round 2 got like five of our workers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just being honest, like he did. Like That's why Josh Luber, uh, he wanted to hire one of my employees and he texted me like, Hey Oh, and I think like someone who's good you know, can, can I you know, we're we're obviously growing really fast, wanna look into, you know, adding more people. You think if I could reach out to one of these employees at your shop, I'm like you know what, go ahead. I'm not going to stop any employee from growing or, right. you know, pass up any opportunities. I would never do that. You know, I wish everybody success. Right. You know, but there's a difference when, uh, you know, you just, I don't know. I did confront Sean once about it, and he <laughs> said something like, I just feel that, uh, you know, people are really passionate about this, and I just <laughs> wouldn't, he just wouldn't feel right, like, Stopping them, I don't know. Right. right. Well, you know, oh, dude, you right. know like, yeah, shots cool. Yeah, and know, I would, I wouldn't expect you. You know, I mean, obviously, everybody cross paths. You know, I mean, you just cross paths on everything, and you know, yeah, our only way to cross paths with a lot of these places, you know, Rev, Cool Kicks, all that, is strictly through social media. Now, me personally, and this is just me speaking, Greg from the Think This Podcast, I don't like Cool Kicks. And I don't like cool kicks, not as people or anything, because I don't know them. But when they started, like, throwing the shoes on the, like, hook and, like, whatever kid can, like, do, it just got gross to me. Like, it became, and then, and, and then here's the thing, too, that just bothered me by it, was, like, it wasn't like they were throwing, you know, Yeezy Ones or something up there. They were throwing, like, KD5s up there. And it's like, you know what, if you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, like, if you're gonna have the masses, yeah. if you're gonna have the masses, like, it's like peasants. It's like peasants outside of a castle. If you're gonna have them begging for a piece of bread, at least throw the finest yeah. bread you got. You know, <laughs> at least throw something. Yeah. You know, and that was my whole thing. <clears throat> so, like I said, I don't know them, but once it got to like the weird, like to be funny and social media, like it became like this yeah. elitist thing. And even with Supreme, we talk about all, all the time with Supreme. We all love Supreme and stuff like that, but Supreme has never had the best customer service. Ever, all right. There is not a such <laughs> thing as great customer service with Supreme, ever. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They even treated me like shit one day, but I I don't hold that against them. <laughs> they, deal with, they deal with so many different people with different egos. Like I don't. Right. Like it's it, yeah. And see, that's that's the thing. Like I try not to hold it. It's against part them. of the brand. It's, it's part of it's, the thing. Their brand is counterculture. That's what it is. We don't give a shit about <laughs> the rich white guy, and and I don't blame them. I mean, I don't give a shit about rich white people either. So it's yes, <laughs> so it was like that whole thing where it was like, you know, you kind of have to step outside of when you get a little older. Because I remember me and George, you know, right here, we would literally have a spreadsheet of phone numbers of sneaker shops to call to find out about stuff that release. You know, a lot of people don't take in consideration the stress and the stuff that shops like you and everybody else deal with. You know, you got people on your back. You know, can you get me this? Can you get me that? When does this oh, drop? Man. How do you yeah. get this? It gets overbearing. Even with the podcast oh, right yeah. now, I get people who get mad that if, like, yo, I tagged you and you didn't say nothing or, like, fam, you know, I used the hashtag. I'm like, I've never made – I didn't know we had a hashtag. So I never went <laughs> and, and liked That's stuff. Funny. And 
you know, so it's one of those things where I like I can sympathize with the Supreme. I can sympathize with you. I mean, I'm gonna look. You saying how many off whites you got at the shop, man? Whoa, people are gonna <laughs> people that hear that is gonna feel a type of way. Uh, like I think hey, they are. I, I think they already know. I didn't take a picture in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, they already like, see. We all already know. Everyone already knows, but they don't really know. So it's like. You know, you're, oh, I bet these shops got this and that, that, this. But like you said, if you didn't take a picture of it, you know, it didn't really happen. So, yeah, it's on my stories, though. You can look at it <laughs> <laughs> on my personal, though. I don't got that many followers. I, you know, what I do is because if I get that amount of shoes or like some crazy stuff in the mail, right? Because I, I got three kids, so I got a seven-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. So I'll put everything out, and they'll just walk all around it and crawl, and I'll just take pictures and videos. <laughs> and then it's like later, like, you know, when they graduate and go to college, I'm going to show them the pictures and be like, yep, you got all the way here because I used to sell shoes. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, I don't want to hold why, That's why I take pictures and stuff. I don't know if, George, you have anything else that you want to ask? Oh, I just was going to ask where the – I'm sure you've talked about this before. Somebody has. Where did the, the name idea originally come for? What does it stand for? Uh, so, R I S re. Uh, so it goes re in force. Okay, you get it. That's yeah. where it, yeah, that's where it came from. Just re. So it's really reinforced, but we just say wrist L A. Just it just caught on. Like people just saying wrist. But right. when people used to call, we used to say R I S. Oh, oh gotcha. It. Okay, but that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for people to like you know get used to saying that. So we just ran with the whole wrist wrist L A. wrist S S. Yeah, I just assumed it was an acronym because I, like, what the hell would Riff be? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think you guys would just be like, oh, yeah, RIF, Riff, whatever. You know what I mean? So that's why I assumed it was an acronym. We didn't want to put, like, like anything sneaker-related. Right. Right? Because if we wanted to, like, because we do clothes. We do a lot of shirts and hoodies and all that. Right, you're trying to build a brand, too. We didn't want someone to wear it. We want someone to wear like a riff item and they don't need to know it's a shoe store you get it it's like we're brand we're branding it and it's well also saying it. something to okay this now i say this without any like animosity because i don't know anybody who works there i don't know that much about it greg is the one who runs our social media account so he sees all that stuff so when he talks about like cool kicks or whatever i have honestly no opinion he could tell you i'm being honest because i don't <laughs> even listen to our own yeah. show no. but anyways so anyways i say this with no animosity but Cool Kicks is a corny name. I'm just going to be completely honest. Soul Stage, in my opinion, is a corny name. I like what you said about not naming it a shoe name. Flight Club, I understand, because number one, Jordan. Of course. Yeah, they stole it from the park. Yeah, and then also, Jordan Brand started Flight Club before, you know, the the membership club or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. So I get that name. Um, But that's what I deal with 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 our show because – uh, I always go back. We're this. We call the sneak disc. Now, when I had the sneak disc in mind, I was thinking sneaker discussion. So like sneak disc, but I didn't want. Oh, have... I thought we. Were, I thought you guys had me on here to go this. <laughs> no, no, you could do that too. We do that every episode. Now, now but that's see, not. But that's not why we call it that. Yeah, and now see, it was like a play. It's like, a play on words. It was like sneak disc, sneaker discussion. But the disc part was we speak our mind on what we don't like, what we don't uh, see, uh-oh. and stuff like that. Now. People always ask us, when are you guys going to make a t-shirt? But see, here's the thing. We got people talking about it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And so 
People are always like, yeah. when are you going to make a t-shirt? When are you going to do this? And it's really hard to like make a t-shirt or a hoodie or something for people to buy because I don't want it to be sneaker related. Like, and I don't want it to be necessarily exactly. podcast related. I just wanted mm-hmm. like the stuff that I did like come up with and I never made it. It had nothing to do with podcasts, had nothing to do with sneakers. It was just a word there. I, I also I also don't want merch. Merch <laughs> just sounds corny. Yeah. Merch, yeah. And see, I feel like we yeah, rich is like I've, you tell someone rich. They have no idea what that means. Right. Like, yeah, see, I don't <laughs> I've, want... I've clowned too many people with using the word merch before for me to sell my own merch. So see, if, we make a, if we make a line of clothes, that's one thing. I ain't making no merch. Like, I just, I, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want people to buy anything and it's like a billboard. Like, I don't want the back of it to say iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. I don't want it to say all that. Like, I don't want it to have our faces on it. I don't want it to do nothing. I want it to be like, oh, that's a cool shirt. I could wear my Air Force, you know, my, my Air Max 98s with these. I could rock that. You know, I could, I could wear some sneakers with this. You know, I don't want it to be corny like, you know, other sneaker, whatever it is. But I do like that about Riff and stuff like that. It's just it's just a shirt. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Whenever you guys are in LA, let me know. You guys, I'll uh, show you guys around the office and all that. Oh, that'd be dope. Man. Yeah, we'd appreciate that. Um, and this, it's I, my town. I consider it my town. I grew up near Pasadena, but I consider LA my town too. Oh, uh, you grew up in Pasadena? Well, near there, Monrovia. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I know where Monrovia is at. Off the two ten. Yep, two ten. Um, What's up? Okay. And, uh, you know, just sure. just one last question that I had. You know, I don't want to hold you up too long because I definitely appreciate it. Well, hold on. Let me ask then because this is an easy question because you might be asking something complicated based on the way you said it. My only question <laughs> is, so now that you explain the name, how many stores are there just so the listeners know and just, oh, like, yeah. tell them where they are too. Okay. So we got Riff LA in Little Tokyo, downtown LA. Then we got Riff Dose. Riff Dose. So, you know, Riff Dose means Dose means two. So the Riff two. Right. So Riff 2, that's one door down from the shoe store. We got Riff SS, which is in San Francisco. We got Riff OC, and that's in Santa Ana. We did a pop-up in Manila, but we recently just made that permanent. So we got five locations. That's dope. I didn't even know about the OC store. (laughs) I knew about the other ones. I didn't know there was an OC store either. Oh, yeah. yeah, That's about two years old. But I mean that that was kind of like an untapped market, wasn't it? Because like they, I mean, there's a damn Adidas original store, the Costa Mesa Mall, and then and there's isn't there a big yeah, Nike store out, out that there. way too? There's nothing. But out I there. mean, there's there are places people can buy stuff, but there's no consignment shop. Like you could buy it, but you're almost exactly. forced to sell it online. So it was, yeah, tapping into yeah. untapped market. Yeah, you guys don't know a lot. If I'm not DM you, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to DM you something that you guys don't know, but you guys can't even put it out there. <laughs> oh no, I would never put anything out there. Anybody tell? That's why we always ask people like if there's anything you don't want to talk about because we appreciate people giving yeah. us the time to talk to us. So we don't want to definitely do anything like that. Um, but you know, one of the questions yeah. I did have, you know, because I, I do want to let you go. I appreciate the time you've had, but um, you know, how often do you, you know, is it difficult to? you know, maintain you know, the, the relationships that you do have, you know, with like athletes and celebrities and, you know, um, you know, without it like growing too big, because I'm sure you do have a select few of people that hit you up like, hey, you know, do you got this or can I get this? How do you avoid making that almost impossible to manage? Uh, man, I mean, I stopped like networking with a lot of like the newer people. You know, like a lot of the newer athletes and, you know, uh, rappers and all that. So I let the staff kind of 
handle all that, but I still handle a lot of the older connects and they got my personal phone number. So if they text message me anything or DM me, then, you know, I always take care of them. If I can, I do, you know, your phone must blow up a lot, huh? Uh, not, uh, <laughs> more, more for like, more for like sneaker deals. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 man, I'm doing sneaker deal like every single day, crunching numbers. And Dang, that's crazy. I'm on like, I'm, I'm trying to find out the next thing I'm about to buy. But yeah, it's a crazy, yeah, it's a crazy little thing. Crazy shoe game. Nah, I'm I'm good. Only other thing I was gonna say is um, make sure you contact us before you sell those off white nineties. <laughs> <laughs> might need a might need a twelve and a nine and a half. <laughs> No one has an off-white account in AZ? No. Well, yeah, undefeated 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 does, does, but they do their raffles at weird times. Like, it'll be from like 11 to 5. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It'll be from 11 to 5, like on a Tuesday. Uh That's why I kind of think it might be kind of hard to have a consignment shop out there because you need, you kind of need a lot of people that are in the shoes and you need more than x amount of stores and you know, you know? Like, people out here don't know how to act like people out here like to go pick a raffle ticket a raffle ticket up they camp they'll camp out to get a raffle ticket and it's like come on man like you don't gotta camp yeah, to get a raffle that. ticket and people <laughs> people will win the raffle and they still camp like it's like why are you guys in line before the store open and you're you already won the shoot like it, it, it gets That's weird yeah it gets really I've weird never, out here, it, i've never tried the raffle thing before ever well, I mean, you're you're Jeff, part owner. Of, you know, you're a part owner of a Rafaelet. I wouldn't expect you to be doing anything like that. But uh, I mean, sometimes I do want to come out and you know, but then it's just when people look at me like, oh, look at this. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's why we stopped. And look I, at this racing line. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's that's literally what the talk is in every line. Like, you don't know who's actually going to keep well, it or what. I'll tell you right now, because um, we knew um, the we knew the pound for pound folks personally before it even opened up and we had him on the show but I hate um him. what's the guy's name Brandon Naper uh-huh what about the other guy which which one the other two guys well I don't know one of them is them. soul stage man isn't yeah it? isn't that that's all I know Som- see I don't know much about them and this and this is uh, the thing. soul P for P is not just one person. That was three owners. Oh yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Oh yeah, I know that. We now, know we knew the person who I, I would assume the main guy, not the invest. Because what we heard was this is like the face of the company, and these guys are the investors. That's the thing. So this is why, like, oh. when we would talk about okay. when we would talk about pound for pound, and, th- and there's only one person that ran the show. I won't say ran the show. I didn't know the other guys. I, yeah, I didn't either. So, like, they all, I'm sure, had a hand in the demise of Pound for Pound. But the person that we knew and was clearly the face of it is the one person that I give the hardest time to. And I look at it and people have hit me up like, yo, you always give uh, Naper the hardest time. You don't say nothing about the other guys who own the shop. And I said my whole thing was... When the Cavaliers, when LeBron is, when the, when the Cavaliers are winning, LeBron gets all the credit. When the Cavaliers are losing, LeBron gets all the hate. So he took all the hate from me, and I'll be and yeah. I and I tell you, I hate the fact because I honestly feel like they had a hand in bringing down the sneaker culture in Arizona. You lost trust. Yeah, in a lot of stuff. that's like a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Bad taste, and it's not the first shop out here who did that. There was another shop out here who just disappeared with everybody's product. So it's like 
when it, yeah. it's, like it's good it's good to hear you talk about money isn't everything like you got into this because you love sneakers now i'm sure they all got into it because they love sneakers but when that money starts coming in and you start feeling a little funny and you start getting mm -hmm. a little you start getting yeah, a get little, blinded you get blinded by it and they don't realize yeah. they ruined an entire culture in Arizona. They, I mean, they, they grew the store too fast, or, or the company too fast they as got, well. They got too big for their britches. They thought they could go to Beverly Hills. They thought they could go to California. When you haven't dominated, yeah. when you haven't dominated Arizona yet, you don't go to one of the most expensive states or most expensive cities and try to open two shops at the exact same time. Like, no, that's no, just I mean, there was yeah. Just re I think Dallas that was another Dallas. issue where like shops oh. were kind of opening too fast. Right. And it's you like, know? yo, like, yeah. you got to take care of A before you get to B and stuff. These cats tried to jump from A to Z. I didn't know they, they had two shops yeah. in L.A. They did? No. So what they did was they opened one up in, like, Beverly Hills or Malibu, and then they didn't want to pay the rent no more there, so they just immediately opened oh, up another one, and they ended up stuck with two stores out there. Oh. Anyways. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, that's, you know. I don't pay attention neither to Neither here nor there. So. Either way, they're out of here, and he's in hiding, so whatever. <laughs> Are you guys, you guys ever in L.A.? Oh yeah, we are yeah. I still got family there. Okay. Yeah. So cool, I, yeah. I've sold a riff. You know, I've sold a riff before, man. That's what I was gonna say early on when we got started. Was one of my favorite things about riff was you don't have to wait till Tuesday to get your check. <laughs> you know what I mean? My shoes sold, yeah. and I just went in there and was like, "Yo, the shoe sold." And and whoever was at the counter, I don't know if it was you or somebody else. This was a long time ago, by the way. So it might have been like yeah. 2011 2012 i guess it's not that long ago yeah. but in terms of owning the business it was and he was like well we don't have the cash on me can i write a check and i was like yeah totally i was like shit i don't have to wait till tuesday and get him to take the like shipping fee out and everything nah man that's yeah just ask for it it's all good <laughs> yeah i've sold at flight club and at riff um riff is much more personalized service like flight club is the supreme of in my opinion of customer service wise of that industry you know, you watch sneaker shopping on TV or whatever, and everybody who works in flight club seems nice. That's not how it used to be. <laughs> That's not how it used to be in person. You know what I mean? Them cats, it, it was like Supreme employees. Like, they don't want to help you do anything. So, What do you guys think about us? What? You there? Yeah, I'm right here. What'd you Can say? You what was that? Oh, what do you guys think about stadium goods? Uh, I've never dealt with them to be honest. I've, with you. I'll tell you this: like I've actually been to Stadium Goods a few times, like the physical store. I've never dealt with them like personally or anything. I've bought a couple sneakers from them, uh, mm -hmm. like some like retro stuff. Oh, you know what? I did buy through their eBay account one time. Um, and they seem fine. I don't know much mm -hmm. about them. Like I still consider them brand new, like to me. You know? Yeah. Um, I think they got a uh, like. I've been there. I've been there once. I think they got a nice store and all that. Oh yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, they got a nice, definitely nice store. I don't think they compare to Flight Club, though, to be honest. Mm, no, I don't think so either. Well, I, my whole thing is when well, I they didn't good sell Supreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sell a lot of stuff in there. Like, I, when I look at businesses like Stadium Goods and even Riff, you know, we're talking about, and Flight Club, all these places, we're talking about you guys are located in areas that are considered the, you know, not, well, states that are considered like, the upper echelon of like living you know i always be like man how do these places be able to still maintain you know making money and these properties like you know stadium because being in manhattan is that's kind of crazy crazy like um 
How, so, yeah, they're paying an arm and a leg for yeah, sure. I would imagine you guys. But, well, this, yeah, the San, your San Francisco store San Francisco can't be cheap. Can't be cheap. <laughs> What's that again? I said this. Your San Francisco store can't. San Francisco. I can't even speak. San Francisco store can't be cheap either. You yeah, guys are doing not, something yeah, right. Not cheap, but our shops, our shops aren't that big. Like, I think we're the definite. Like our store in LA is the definition of a hole in the wall. <laughs> I like. Blah, that. Like we're literally the smallest store. Oh, you know what I'm gonna ask I you? Think compared to all the stores. I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you this real quick too. Our SBs coming back. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask him. I mean, for a second it is. Um, <laughs> not permanently? You know? I, I told people I don't, that. I don't think so. I told like, people not, that. Not permanently, in my opinion. I, I didn't say, say it was on I, some crazy I know, comeback. I didn't tell you, George. I'm saying that, like, I never thought they were coming back. Like, there's always these flash in the pans, but, like, there's just no way SBs could come back. I do feel like this is the era that they should be back because everyone seems to be into the bulky sneaker. And the chunky sneaker yeah. and SBs are like one of the originators of chunky sneaker, but it's like it's just not true. I don't see anybody walking around wearing them. I don't even see anybody walking around. I don't wearing see, them. The I prices don't see on purple wearing. lobsters are still incredibly high, so somebody's buying them. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. Like ninety percent of the mom and pop skate shops are gone. You know, you're right. That's the one thing that we that I, we actually still have here, and I think they have like three or four locations, but it's probably because yeah. they don't have any competition here. Yeah, I feel like Nike SB should head up these, you know, mom and pop shops that's been around since day one and hook them up with their own shoe. You know, oh, of course. We saw the so the one out here had a sample and it never got produced. They were supposed to get a yeah, shoe. That sucks. And they had a sample. I mean, when I saw it, and and I used to be like super SB head, like buy every single release, had to connect uh-huh. in a different state who would just send me whatever I wanted. And mm-hmm. I saw it, and I was like, eh. <laughs> I mean, I understand yeah, why it didn't. Oh, I wasn't yeah. trying to be mean, but I was like, go ahead, go no, you're good. Oh, I was gonna ask Scott when the MF Dooms came out. What year was that? I think it was like two thousand and six or seven. I think seven. it was two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah, I had a sick connect with like my one of my buddies at Nike SB would send me like pretty much the same amount of shoes that a skate shop would get. <laughs> yeah, so, I would say that's pretty nice. Like, yeah, so he would ship me like I remember the MF Dooms came. I had like. 40 pairs at that time <laughs> and then he would just and then it was funny because he had to put a store name on the label and the store name said cool kicks <laughs> 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 uh, that was like two, that was literally at first yeah you that gotta instagram that literally. picture if you got a picture of it i i you know what i don't i have a polaroid of I don't have a I don't have anything on my computer this is, though. This is crazy though. Jeff started StockX. <laughs> Jason Mark, nah, I Jeff is out here, dude. Jeff is Jeff is Jeff is a part of the culture. So dude. so that, that buddy doesn't work at SB anymore, huh? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, I was gonna say because so cool, so. <laughs> the packages stopped showing up. I don't know. You might want to have a conversation with your man. <laughs> Yeah, he was gone after the what the duck. Oh, okay. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I can't say where he's at now, but yeah, he's somewhere else. Man, <laughs> y'all got top secret clearance over there. <laughs> like y'all got this secrets in the sneaker community. Hey, Air Max Day's um, coming up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, you guys uh, looking, you guys thinking com- anything coming out of it? I mean, I'm definitely interested in a lot of stuff that's coming out, you know. But you know, it's you know, we're regular. We're. I regular. don't think he he's hating on that whole no, Air Max no, no. Day pack or whatever. It I was. am hating on that pack. No. I'm the which pack on the like the, the ones Air that Max where people winners. got to design their own shoe and it, like six different versions or whatever are coming out. I don't remember uh, the name yeah. of the pack. That and and and, and, mm-hmm. and like I said, mm-hmm. I, I'm not necessarily hating on it. When I look at that pack, I say to myself. Wow, it must be incredibly hard to design a shoe. That's how I look at it because we all grew up. Th- oh, yeah. We all grew up thinking like, "Yo, I would design some fire if Nike gave me the opportunity." Oh my god, I would be fire. Right. I look at this. It's hard. I look at six shoes and I'm like, all six of these are like, honestly, they're whack. There's like one, one out of six being like okay. That's <laughs> crazy to me because I know. George, me, Jeff, there's more than one. All of us. I mean, they're us, not super hard, but there's a couple that I want. All of us would be like, "Yo, if Nike gave me a, a blank Air Max 97, oh man, I design the fire out of it." I think it's really hard to make something that like visually is attractive to the masses. Huh? Like, and I think that's yeah, why usually I, they usually they got someone at Nike that would help you pretty much. Right. You know, they'll take what you want to make and they'll like tweak it a little bit to you know right. make you like pop more and so. see and see that's why i feel like everybody is just like re-releasing these new versions of sbs we really didn't need a green and a purple lobster <laughs> like we didn't need it but in order to throw some type of flash in the pan you gotta like kind of throw go to a retro style sneaker and add a new flair to it and if it's purple if it's blue if it's green whatever colors you want to throw into it like we've been waiting for skunks for a long time right now to retro we thought they were going to retro skunks yeah like we've been (laughs) and i thought like they would eventually come out with a low version something they're just not coming out i guarantee when skunks release they're not going to be green i bet you but they release a black and white skunk i bet it's going to be something that we really don't want but we're going to all crazy oh yeah he's also angry about what uh uh what jeff staple did with the uh what the release? Yeah, just like different crazy colors that don't make any sense. The panda thing didn't make. Yeah, sense. you know it's funny. Once I heard that panda pigeon, I literally YouTube panda pigeon, and I just wanted to see a panda and a pigeon in the same. <laughs> I swear to you, I was like in my, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, has a panda ever met a pigeon? I literally did that. I don't know. I got one of those plush toys though. But see, but see, here's the thing, Jeff. When I when I hear the stories that you have and I understand that you know the you know the everything that you've you know done from the beginning to get to where you are right now, how come somebody like you and maybe this is the decision that you've made, how come somebody like you isn't on that stage or platform or at these discussions? I look at these discussions. You know what it is? Yeah. I don't I there was a certain point where I had to decide if I wanted to continue pushing myself like you know, brand myself and push my face out there. Right. You know, or should I be behind the scenes and give my kids as much of my time as possible? Because trust me, a lot of these people that are pushing themselves, like their face out there and marketing their, you know, their self and all that, they're doing it every day and they're doing like 10, 20 stories a day. But I got three kids. You know, I grew up, you know, with seeing my mom five minutes a day and my dad passing away, you know, passing away two months before uh riff opened. Right. You know? So I always told myself, you know what, when I have kids, 
I have to give my kids as much of my time as possible because I don't want them, you know, I don't want them to experience what I experienced, you know. Right. I, had to, I had to bury my dad literally two months before we opened the shop up. And that's that was crazy. like, man, that was hard. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like I said, I have three kids, too. And, you know, my dad used to drive two hours to work, two hours back from work. He was always in traffic. Yeah. And he worked exactly. Monday to Sunday. That's what it's all about. I didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to yep. do that. And I've been blessed to, like, where I can go to work at a certain time and I get off work by 3 o'clock. I could take my kids to mm -hmm. the park. I could play with my kids. I could do all that exactly. stuff. So I respect that. Mm -hmm. Like, And I never take in consideration the lives that a lot of these people that are pushing themselves out there, the lives that's passing them by in the background, you know. And it's mm -hmm. good that you say that. And it's funny that you emphasized, you know, you and your wife are still together. You're not divorced and stuff like that because it's not a, it's not a, it's a rare thing, you know. Exactly. It's, very rare. it's a very rare, rare thing. Yeah. And you could easily be one of the people that let your success and what you've done get to your head and ruin that foundation that you've built with your wife and your kids exactly. and stuff like that. And a lot of people do that. I do, yeah, I just, yeah, I just don't, I never wanted, you know, I don't like, I don't like the attention. Right. I just never wanted to get to that point and be popular and be, you know, I don't, never felt like I needed to be the man, you know? Right. And that's, and that's, that's something that's dope and we definitely respect. So, um, you know, I definitely, you know, definitely appreciate you coming on and giving us any time that you can. You know, I would love to have you on again, you know, anytime. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you, you, you sit down and you take some deep thought on some of the stories and stuff, <laughs> additional stuff that you might be able to share later. Um, well, you there? Nah, they hung up. Uh. Ah, well, you know, I appreciate Jeff. I don't know if he's going to give a call back or anything like that, but... Uh, definitely appreciate Jeff coming on and talking to us. You know, I thought that was a dope conversation. I did. You know, I don't know what George thinks. You know, we never know what George thinks. But. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that was dope. I yeah. appreciate that. Oh, Hung up. You couldn't tell by the fact that I was in the conversation, or. Talk. <laughs> um. No, definitely. Like I thought that was dope. Um. A lot of respect. Like I said. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, no. Man, like, mess stuck. The phone literally goes off the hook with messages, bro. <laughs> um, I'm, I got former Simpson on here. What are we, Jack? Fam. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. What are we, Jack? He said, we don't even talk about sneak. <laughs> fam. Leave me alone. <laughs> what are we, Jack? Nah, right, fam. Just, God dang. We got to do uh, winners. Do you have it lined up? No. How about we eat some snacks and, and do and talk? A yeah, bit. we got two things left. We only got forty five minutes of camera life. <laughs> so. You don't think it's enough time to announce winners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm not announcing it. You are. I don't know them. Go ahead, man. If you don't know them, how do you expect me to know Let it? Let me tell you something. The conversation got me on a little bit of a high. Okay, like, I really don't care. Right. About, I don't care about pickups. I don't care about nothing. All right, that was some great conversation from a person that I feel should be in the forefront. Not a lot of these people. You're who, a weird person. Okay, not a lot of these people who uh, uh, like their face out. I there. hope all the listeners yell at you this week for looking at your phone the entire time. Are you crazy? Yeah, and no, I'm not, but you are. Um. Anyways, so do you want to do listeners or do you want to save it till next week? We can save it if you want. For what? I don't know. All right. Man. Can you go in there and look? I'll slap you. Up. So, like I said, uh, we definitely enjoy Jeff coming on here, having a conversation with us about Riff and, you know, being a part of the sneaker community and starting that business and so forth and talking sneakers with us. Um, 
shout out to um, Eat Like Your Own Death Row. Uh, she's somebody who saw us post a picture of a bag of Doritos and said she has something much better for us. So, mm. for those who don't like to hear people eat, you might hear us snacking on a few things. She definitely wants to see our opinion and what we think about it. She assumes we won't like a lot of stuff, and I'll tell you, I've opened up a few bags and gave it a smell, and some of this smells most crazy. <laughs> These? I don't eat I don't eat seafood, so I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't eat. Thank you for the snacks. I appreciate it. You're awesome. Is this in the camera? Uh yeah. Okay, these are called what? Boy, boy by wings, bruh. No joke. Corn this, king. What is it? This is called boy by no, wings. Corn nick. Corn nick. All right. All right, there you go. Let me let me explain something to you, bruh. I'm not it's, even joking. It's garlic version. No, this smells like when you when you like a little kid or a certain age and you put your finger in your belly button and you smell your finger. <laughs> All right. That's. I'm gonna need you to chill. Absolutely crazy, fam. This bag smells crazy. It smells like tires at, at Costco. Like, <laughs> I haven't even tasted it. It smells like discount tires, bro. Like, it's I'm not, not even joking. Okay, well, if you think it tastes that or smells that bad, it doesn't taste as bad oh, as it smells. Oh, it's good, fam. I mean, I don't know if it's good. No, it's good, but it smells it, wild. Bro. I don't know if it's good. It's not terrible, but it... it oh, I don't know what that is. But... <laughs> bro, that was actual raw garlic. Like, garlic toasted. There's there's pictures of garlic Holy on the thing. Holy shite. Not gonna lie, these are pretty good. But the bag? Bro... This smells. I just, would not. I, I would not be able to sit and eat that like I can corn nuts. Bro, this smells. Like, this smells like a mechanic's hands. Like, like, <laughs> all right, here, do this next. Nah, Hold on. crispy squid, nope. real quick. Did I, you taste it? I don't even want to. I no. I'm not eating seafood. Okay. I'm not tasting that. You smelled the bag though. Yes, crispy. It squid. smells like the wharf. <laughs> Fisherman's wharf. Bruh. This smells like yeah. This smells like a, a docksman. A docksman's boots. <laughs> all right, this smells like the greatest catch. All right, this. <laughs> He has deadliest catch. I like the crunch, but these taste crazy. But these taste like Alcatraz. All right, like oh, no. All right. <laughs> you oh oh, bro. You were eating them the entire episode, bro. It smells crazy here. You were eating them the I'm entire starving. episode. I don't know what this is, bro. <laughs> you just gotta eat it. I'm gonna eat this one that you opened up, uh, bro. Why is it so dusty? <laughs> That's why I didn't uh, eat more. Didn't know what, you know what this looks like. I love your joke. It looks like heroin though. This you, looks. You, you don't know what heroin looks like, so. <laughs> you Stop it. You don't know All what right. heroin looks Let like. Let me tell you something. You want me to announce the winners? Go ahead. What is it? Top six or top five? Top, top six. six. Okay. Top six. Bro, you need to close that uh, fish guts. What's, <laughs> what's that one? Crispy. Close, crispy close it. Go ahead. Uh, uh, number one, there was a tie. Number one was a tie. What was it a tie between, Greg? Um, probably elephants, Atmos elephants, and uh, black toes. Incorrect. What you got it? one right. right. Number one is a tie between Atmos elephants with 185 votes and... <laughs> what, ahead, what's that face? You know, you know your stomach gonna hurt. <laughs> I live far. Bro. Here, here you go. I fam. can't have her stomach drive. You gotta put that up on the. You gotta. You gotta. You've shown what everything else is. This is called Sits Syria. All right. It tastes like Syria. <laughs> that was messed up. <laughs> that was messed up. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry, bro. It says provolone. Oh no, don't. It's a provolone. It's what a, are you talking about? Sweetened toasted wheat flour, fam. It tastes like. What is that smell? Bro, my hands smell absolutely crazy. Who's <laughs> that squid? It doesn't and why is it called Carl's? <laughs> there is no Filipino named Carl, though. 
Bruh, my stomach. Okay. <laughs> you gotta, name, the, name the winners. This is for the Sneak This Hall of Flames. You got another one right there. Sneak This Hall of Flames. Nah, eat, the, oh, eat, eat that one. Sneak This Hall of Flame inductees. Do we appreciate every single person that voted? George is going to announce the winners right Nike now. Nike Air Max 1 Animal. That made it? Tied for number one. Nice. Number three. Let's see here. I got to make sure I look at these numbers correctly. Number three was what you guessed for number one. 153 votes. Chocknut. You just put some chocknut in your mouth. All right. The one that finished number three is the one that you thought tied for number one with 153 votes. Black Toes. So, Animal M, Black Toe M. And Elephant. Number... Four. Fam, you gotta be kidding me with this. Though. What? You gotta be kidding me with this chocolate nut, though. <laughs> what about it? This tastes like absolute. Fam. <laughs> this is one of the worst things I've ever tasted. It tastes like chalk. Like chalk. I don't know what nut. I thought it was the only one that I tasted that was actually edible. Fam. <laughs> it tastes like if you open up a curate. Like you opened up a K cup. Uh, all right. Number four. Oh, we have a tie for number four as well. Oh, a three way tie. Holy shite. All right. Well, these are the only ones that are going to get in then. A tie for number four, which means we have six shoes in Nike Air Max One, Cherrywood, Pata Para Cherrywood. Ooh, finally. It was going to get off the ballot pretty soon. Nike. All right. Nike Air Max 97, gold. And Damn. and a tie. All right, I'm not eating that either. Press prawns. Prawns are good. Bro. Okay, I don't need seafood. You ain't never okay. punched a prawn in the face. Oh, and put right. it in your mouth. Uh, cause for gray. Those three all had 137 votes. <laughs> so cause gray made it. You, don't, you look like you don't know if, if what you're doing is. These ain't too bad. I'm, they, I'm disagreeing based on your face. They taste like day old French fries. But they're not too bad. Dude. No, no, uh, taste it. It don't taste like nope, fish. Nope. What's up with you and fish, bro? What's up with you? So, okay. What made it? Air Max One Atmos. Air Max One Animal Print. Is that what you call it? Isn't it called Safari. something else? Safari Animal, whatever. Okay, Animal Safari. Something like that. Jungles. Sure. Uh, Air Jordan One. This you put Jordan Five. It's Jordan One. Oh, you know, black toe. That's late at night. Okay. Yes. Um, Air Max Ninety Seven Gold. Lips taste crazy. Nike, well, I don't know, I said Nike, Jordan 4 Cause Gray, and Air Max 1 Parapata Cherrywood. Inductees. You got to give a round of applause, bro. We appreciate all the listeners. And the reason it. why Supreme Blazers didn't make it is because you used the trashest pick of all time. Ah, cut it out. Cut I'm it out, I'm just kind of surprised Mars Yard didn't make it and Presto Off-White didn't make it. Off-White would have been next. <clears throat> Fam. And you know what's crazy? And Simple swore up and down that chlorophyll was better than cherry wood, and it got about half as many votes. Chlorophyll is better than cherry wood. No, it's not. But cherry wood should have made it. Cherry wood's been on the ballot a Chlorophyll is not better. You could make an argument that purple denims are better. Uh, it's too hard to make that argument, especially some you hardly ever see. Can you open this for me? Nope. Oh, my God. The air is shot of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's probably terrible. What else? Uh, that's it. Um, coming out this week, we'll just do this real quick. All Star Pack. Um, first come, first serve at Nike Scottsdale. I tweeted them. I said, "Yo, when's the going out of business sale cracking off?" <laughs> they didn't write me back. <laughs> Blue Chill Air Max One Women's. 
Uh, air, foam posit one floral, which I thought was women's, but on here it's not saying it is. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Travis Scott, um, Jordan 33. Yeah. KD 11, Aunt Pearl. Loki Fire. Um, no, no, it's not fire. Loki Fire, mm-hmm. fam. KD 11s are very underrated. Jordan 1, high OG, Turbo Green, fire. You can but hear me on the mic, right? I'm going to try to get them in a tiny size. So are I- you going to f- first come first, sir? No, F no. You smoking? You think it's gonna be nuts? Come on, man. Um, if you want your well for your size, it might be. I could get a size twelve for under retail price if I just wait. Hey, um, settle down, Jeff. React Element eighty seven Royal Tint. He probably already has one hundred eighty of them. All right, <laughs> bro. He still got eyes. And Zoom Kobe four Pro Tro Draft Day. Crispy anchovies. Uh, and the rest of the All Star Pack. Oh, Jordan six Infrared. Your Grail. Of all time. I already got him. Well, I'm not worried about if you got him already. You probably actually went and bought him from StockX or something. Man, I'm team gold. Yo, don't be this. <coughs> actually, I don't know. I'm team anything because them cats, they come out check, man. <laughs> uh, and those Kyrie Rockets are actually kind of tight. I don't know. You getting those to nah, keep? I don't think so. Yeah, they they're kind of tight. Much. Oh, and then Adapt B-Balls also come out. Oh, you got those, dude. I did. Did they come in? Uh, no, they were sticking... Pretty true to the pre-order, but then I just got the shipping confirmation today. So, Bruh, these crispy anchovies, not too bad. I can see myself driving and pouring these in my mouth. Pause. Okay. Anyways. Why am I the only one eating anything? I think that's the show because I don't eat seafood. Why is that the show? What else are we supposed to do? Do you have any thoughts on Goat Foot Locker or do we even need to? Goat needs to send a check. I mean, <laughs> send the bag. <laughs> Damn, I don't even want to talk about that right now, especially on air, though. <laughs> because if I start talking crazy, though. This is on air. We ain't on air. You know what I mean. We start talking crazy, though. Goat.com slash sneak this might be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so them cats better. The only other thing that I probably would taste is the, like, nacho cheese chips. My stomach this. hurts so bad right now that I'm not touching it's anything. Super whack. Bruh, I had a dookie when we got here. Okay. I can pour these in my mouth, too. <laughs> are you good? Or are you going to keep recording? We're done? Uh, what else are we going to talk about? I mean, there's like a... Uh, I don't know. My stomach's about to explode Oh, right my now. God, bro. You got to go that bad? Yes. You going to stand in here and talk by yourself? Where you going? <laughs> right there. I have to. All right. Go ahead. I'll talk to you. Don't worry about it. I got it, fam. You're out of control. Are you about to leave? Huh? Are you about to leave? Leave what? Are you just going over there? No, I'm going right there. Oh, all right. Don't worry about it, fam. I got the rest of the show. You're out of control, bro. Well, everybody, it's Greg from the oh, Think well, This Podcast. Well, everybody. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, to the homie, man. Uh, I'm going to read the letter that she wrote us. Um, you can hear me, right? I mean, I could hear you earlier when I you were I feel like my mic is a little off. Talking so, Jeff. it says, hey, sneak this. These are some of the most common slash known Filipino snacks. Hope you guys will like at least one, LOL. Doritos is good, but I think you gotta go international. Row. I might be willing to taste this, but that's it. At eat like you're on death row. We definitely appreciate it. Um, I will tell you this now: a lot of this stuff smells absolutely crazy. <laughs> Some of it is good. I will tell you the absolute best things. Now look, I have no idea about Filipino culture. I had a Filipino girlfriend in high school, but that's that's the that's the best I got for you. Did you? This was in high school in the, the Bay Area. Cheese yet? Yeah, at, at home. They taste Dang. like Fritos. Fritos with cheese. You okay. Let, let me let me explain something to you guys about these snacks. I know nothing about Filipino culture. I know nothing about it. 
But let me explain something to you. Calling a bag of nuts ding dong? I don't know about that, fam. Like, I'm already putting the nuts in my mouth, but they came out of a bag that says ding dong. Now, I have no idea. In American culture, fam, that's crazy. We say pause and stuff like that. Crispy anchovy? These are delicious. All right. Love them. Okay. Good. Pour those in my mouth while I'm driving. Prawn crackers taste like Dale French fries with seasoned salt. But I like them. I eat them. I appreciate it. <coughs> These sit serious? <coughs> These wheat balls? <coughs> nah, fam. They dusty. Low key heroin. This chocolate nut? Let me tell you something. Another bad choice of words. Choc nut? I'm tell you, they dusty. They got a crazy flavor to them. I won't be eating these, all right? But I could see myself dropping these in a, a cup of hot chocolate or dropping this in some coffee or something. I have to see what happens. Um, what else? I tried the mini pretzels at home. Those are pretty good. And the Mr. Chips. I mean, they didn't go all out with the name, but they're pretty good. I enjoy them. So, um... Anything else sneaker-wise? I appreciate everybody who uh, checked out the episode with me and Jay on uh, Friday. You know, Jay's in China. So, you know, out there, it was his daytime, and with me, it was my nighttime. But I think I'm going to do that once a month. I think, you know, this is just to give you guys a heads up. I think we might start doing two episodes of me and George, and then one episode of that for the entire month. I think that might be better, because I'm be honest with you. I'm sick and tired of paying the studio. Um... Travis Scott's obviously surprise drop. Uh, let me explain something to you guys about surprise drops, sneakers, stuff that you do. Sneakerheads might be the most inconsistent human beings on God, green earth, or whatever you believe in. God, Allah, Buddha, I don't know. Uh, you know, whatever you believe in. Sneakerheads, one day, they don't get something. Fam, so, just drop it. Fam, just put it on the shelves. Fam, just release it. Fam, don't tell nobody. Nike does it. Yo, they try to get us. They try to finesse us. Go and sneak one in. Fam, they try to go ahead and surprise us. What, what do you want? Like, what do you want? Do you want it to be a surprise? Or do you want them to walk to your house and knock on the door and say, like, what, what do you want? All right? Stop complaining. We all took an L. That's that. You know, some people put their eggs too much, you know, in one basket. Now, I do get it. I do hate the fact that there are a lot of people who don't participate in the sneaker culture as much as we do. So they wait for these opportunities to cop one, two, three, four pair of sneakers every year. And these Travis Scott might have been one of them. And them missing out on this opportunity, it does suck for them. But as a sneaker community, we need to be more consistent on what we want. All right. We want stuff to like either just drop surprise or be dropped or give you a heads up or a raffle or first come first serve or camp out. Nobody knows what they actually want. The only thing that is definite that all of us sneakerheads do want is just the sneakers. That's what we want. And let me tell you something. We take a lot of L's, so it doesn't look like we're getting many sneakers. But we do appreciate the opportunity for a surprise drop. And if you just so happen to be on your sneakers app when it drops, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to the homie Gabriel Kicks. I'm glad he got a pair. Uh, I got a few other homies on Twitter who got a pair. That's dope. Uh, but it's also funny to see the people who were like, fam, those are trash. A giant swoosh backwards, those are garbage. They're the main one on social media, angry that they didn't get a pair. But God bless, okay? Uh, what else? Goat for Locker. Now, appreciate Jeff, like I said, from Riff uh, coming on the show and uh, 
you know, providing us with great interview, great content. I hope it sounds good when you guys hear it. It's hard talking to people through cell phone, but, you know, I definitely appreciate it. I mean, I'll let everybody know if anybody, you know, for Friday night chats, you know, I do that once a month. I already have five people that I'm going to hit up, you know, just Dave, the homie Swagzilla. Um, I can't even think of the rest. Like, I have a few people that I already want to talk to, um, you know, that I provide good content, good conversation. But um, I need you to download Skype on your computer, get a headset, Skype or yourself, whatever it is, because that's why Jay sounded so clear was because he did Skype to Skype with us. Clear. All other podcasts, sneaker shows, use Skype. Period. Now, when we talk to somebody as illustrious as Jeff, illustrious, I don't like that word, but I just used it. I'm not going to ask him to download Skype. I'm glad he's given us the opportunity and time out of his day. So, you know, be judicial with who you ask to do so. Um, Full Locker Goat thing. Jeff said it. I think Jay said the exact same thing. It's Full Locker staying relevant. Sometimes you just got to throw that Hail Mary. It's like, you know what? We are hanging on. All right. We're hanging on. And yes, we still have a lot of locations. And yes, we're still Foot Locker. But I remember when Foot Locker was a staple, a staple in the sneaker community. Who didn't love going to Foot Locker? You see the employees wearing a referee shirt. Like, it was fly. They used to have the basketball hoop and the backboard with all the autographs of celebrities or anybody who used to come in there, sign the backboard, athletes. That was dope, man. Foot Locker used to be fly, man. Then obviously times change. It becomes a different monster. And as Jeff said from Ref, shout out to him. They really thought they had something with the House of Hoops, which they really did. A lot of people don't remember all the exclusives, player exclusives, all-star packs, stuff like that. There was a lot of stuff that dropped at House of Hoops that didn't come out anywhere else. Our store, I remember our Foot Locker, the House of Hoops side would be busy, and the regular Foot Locker side would be empty. Completely swapped now, because everybody's on this side looking at Air Maxes. Everybody's on this side looking at Boost. Everybody's on this side looking at stuff that we could commonly wear every single day. Nobody's on this side looking at... LeBrons and Air Force Ones and stuff like that. There's a select few of individuals, and the amount of Jordan clothing that's produced is crazy. Like, I honestly think that people that wear religiously Jordan pants, T-shirt jackets, and stuff like that, it's cool to have a sweatsuit or something like that, you know, just to mob around in. But that stuff is extremely expensive, and nobody honestly wears it. Once you spend two hundred a pair of sneakers, you ain't trying to spend seventy dollars on a pair of pants, seventy dollars on a jacket, and thirty-five dollars on a T-shirt. Like, it's just realistically speaking. Foot Locker is just trying to stay as relevant as possible. You know, it's, that's all it is. And if they can ride the coattails, like Foot Locker is a legendary name in the sticker community. Don't get me wrong. But if they can ride the wave of something that's obviously growing at an immense rate. And when I seen the value of GOAT, you know, projected value, 500 million, whatever it is, crazy. All right. Like, absolutely crazy crazy all right i don't see you on the camera bro. what you doing you look like kk what are you doing worse in here than it does in a bathroom these filipino snacks is crazy man. there's a lot of smells coming out of my mouth <laughs> there's a lot of smells on my hands like i don't know what's happening in the philippines but <laughs> it smells bro. worse in here than it ding ding yeah bro. ding dong no, no, fam these are nuts coming out of a bag called ding dong bro. i explained that's crazy fam in the u.s we don't Nuts out of ding-dongs is, is something completely different. <laughs> God bless. But like I was saying, though, the whole gold situation, Foot Locker's just trying to stay relevant. Hang on. Nobody goes to Foot Locker to buy anything. If you're not getting a raffle ticket, Georgia put in the text thread the other day, Foot Locker's just doing first come, first serve out here. Like, not anymore. Not anymore? Oh, yeah. I guess that's changed. But there's these situations, though, where you say, there's chocolate pretzels. Good. 
too many situations out here where, you know, you're not sure what you're gonna get the next day. Why are the? I don't know. It's Russian. I don't know. Man. No, no. My only question is, why are the names and the characters Native Americans? Like U.S. Jack and Jill. Yeah, like fam. Those pretzels have the Jack and corniest Jill. Corniest white it. people I've ever seen in my entire life. That bag might be extremely racist. <laughs> <laughs> It has Jack and Jill, which typically we know Jack and Jill to be white kids, but they're no, dressed no, no. like they're dressed like Native Americans on the back you know, from the Philippines. So I don't know what's happening. All right, let me smell. Man, well, let me not smell. Let me taste. Yeah, I had these. These are good. They're not too bad. I'm not gonna finish it. <laughs> Bam! I gotta go home with a bunch of open bags of snacks. No, you leave oh. it here for them. Stuff gonna be spilling all over the place. No, man, she sent this to us. Man, I'm going home and eat this stuff. I mean having some problems but well then why are you asking me about taking it home <laughs> because half is yours it's two of everything i know i understand that but i can't even eat most of that stuff because i don't eat i don't eat uh seafood fam it's two things that are seafood relax no it's not three okay fine three there's a lot of nuts you eat nuts uh i won't eat this i won't eat george this i won't eat These you want to give your food. you want to give your opinion on goat falaker anything you want to say about that I didn't realize you still were in here talking of course, to, the, to the listeners. To the masses, man. Why not? You're live. <laughs> you IG live. I don't have an opinion on it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, good for them, I guess. Uh, what did you say? Well, I missed I mean, it. I feel like you're trying to stay relevant. I don't, see, I don't have one of these like crazy. No. no it's a. It's a, listen, Footlocker is a business. They're just trying to make money. They don't care where the, where the money comes from as long as they're not chopping children's heads off. Zing. I mean,. I don't know. I don't believe in any of these crazy conspiracy theories where like None. Uh, resale prices are going up or down or, you know, it's going to be harder to get shoes or whatever. No, Foot Locker is still going to be the same exact business. Um, could like what what um, what Jeff was saying about could you see um, goat. a goat in kiosk mall. in the mall or something or like resale in the mall? Absolutely. That's possible. I don't know if there's going to be a goat shop inside of Foot Locker. I mean, Goat no. and Flight Club partnership have a partnership, partner together, and it's they both stayed the same exact businesses. You so I even, don't. It's just trying to make money. You wouldn't even know Goat and Flight Club were. Yeah. Joined Foot, forces. Foot Locker like. is just. Foot, I don't think. To, to be honest, if you ask me, you put a gun in my head and say, "What's going to come of it?" Pause. They're just going to continue on the same way they're going. Only Foot Locker is going to reap all the rewards of making money off Goat. I mean, that's just the way it is. And Goat is going to. Use their marketing and whatever else to further their business. Uh, I talked about the surprise drop with Travis Scott too. Didn't know if you wanted to say anything about that. I just it was weird to me because like the people who normally send it out on Twitter <laughs> sent it out after it was already sold out. Like I, I'm not trying to call nobody out, but because they do well, a, they do a service for the community. However, they get the I'm sure they have um, restock monitors and they do a phenomenal job. They got computer bots that tell them when something. But the craziest thing to me was J23 app man said, put the like eyes or whatever or said, go, go, go. It was way too late. And then it was already sold out. And then the next tweet he sends out is got him like, bruh, I know you listen. I know people are in it for themselves. Well, but why don't post that? Well, if you send some shit out that's super late, just be like, sorry. Uh, I don't know if he knew he was late. No, he probably didn't. Like when he clicked the button, it probably still was allowing you to like at least try to get the size. Okay, so what I saw, I saw it go on sneakers. Like I was on it. Okay. 
I was put my son to bed. I don't even know why I was on it. I went on it, and all I saw was the Jordan 9 patent leather all-star, whatever that trash is. Right. I pulled it down, pause, put it back up, pause, and it was there. And I was like, oh, I thought it was just a like story. Ready for the next thing? Whatever. So then I clicked it, and nothing came up. It was blank. I went back to the feed, refresh, gone. Not on there no more. J23, them kept, bam, went back to it. Back on there, sold out. I was like, what the heck happened? I never even saw dollar amounts. Like, am I talking into the mic now? I have no idea. Like, I heard it the whole God. show. I don't oh. have headphones on anymore. Okay. Um, I did see people on online who say that, listen, I don't think anyone really knows. I've seen a lot of people say, like, I was on there the instant it hit. I don't think anyone really no one, knows no, no, when no. it hit because you refresh, it and if it's there, it's there. If it's there, it's not there. Nobody was on there, like, by being notified, like being told, like on the like J twenty three, no one got on there and saw it from there. Some I seen someone tweet that said they knew it was happening two hours in advance and they still missed. Then I saw someone else that said I was on there at the time it released and still missed. And then Sockjig Man got it. He's a computer programmer, so I'm assuming he knows how to backdoor it or whatever, or has something programmed. Good for him. Sockjig, but gets like, it all. yeah, he gets everything. He gets Pause. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still going to pause that. I, but I, yeah, I don't. All right. Time to go, fam. <laughs> All right. Nothing else. You know what talk about? Uh, uh, good for Goat, good for Foot Locker. Hopefully the Travis Scott's will re-release in something. It won't be a shock drop like that, but it, the picture's still on there. Normally, if something sells out, they remove the picture. For this, right. they've left it there. So I'm assuming it's still going to come out again on sneakers. And this is episode 145 for those who don't know. If you listen to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, anything like that, please review us. If you watch us on iTunes, I mean, sorry, on YouTube, leave a comment, like, subscribe. We'd appreciate it. We're trying to provide something out here. I would love to be one like Riff, We're one of the originators fam. We out here. We out here, George. Pushing my mic away in case you didn't notice. George. Don't you love this? I gotta go, fam. All right, man. That's what he did. I've been trying to. Pow! I've been trying to end the show for like thirty minutes. You always trying to end the show. No, I'm not. That, I'm normally not the culprit of that. Oh, my back.